Hello and welcome to Bible 365 with me, Hugh Hattrick. I do hope you are well and are having an excellent day and may God bless you. And today we are on, believe it or not, day 32 and we're going to be reading from Exodus chapter 27 and 28 and also in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 21, sorry, 21 and verses 23 to 46. And afterwards, uh, we will have a short prayer and then we'll have the sinner's prayer as well. But at the end of the show, a little bit of different today, I would like to talk for just a, a couple of minutes about a subject that's been on my mind. And it's also something I would quite like to, to pray about. And, and I encourage you to pray with me about it as well. Um, to do with children's education. I think it's a very important time and I'll go into that after we've done the word and the prayers and things like that. And uh, feel free to watch right the way through and you can see all about it then. So let's get into the word. And we'll be starting in Exodus. There we go. Now it is Exodus chapter 27 and 28. Here we are. Let's get cracking. Build an altar of acacia wood, three cubits high. It is to be square, five cubits long and five cubits wide. Make a horn at each of the four corners so that the horns and the altar are of one piece and overlay the altar with bronze. Make all its utensils of bronze, its pots to remove the ashes and its shovels, sprinkling bowls, meat forks and fire pans. Make a grating for it, a bronze network, and make a bronze ring at each of the four corners of the network. Put it under the ledge of the altar so that it is halfway up the altar. And make poles of acacia wood for the altar and overlay them with bronze. The poles are to be inserted into the rings so they will be on two sides of the altar when it is carried. And make the altar hollow out of boards. It is to be made just as you were shown on the mountain. Make a courtyard for the tabernacle. The south side shall be a hundred cubits long and is to have curtains of finely twisted linen with 20 posts and 20 bronze bases and with silver hooks and bands on the posts. The north side shall also be a hundred cubits long and is to have curtains with 20 posts and 20 bronze bases and with silver hooks and bands on the posts. The west end of the courtyard shall be 50 cubits wide and have curtains with 10 posts and 10 bases. On the east end, towards the sunrise, the courtyard shall also be 50 cubits wide. Curtains 15 cubits long are to be on, on one side of the entrance with three posts and three bases. And curtains 15 cubits long are to be on the other side with three posts and three bases. For the entrance to the courtyard, provide a curtain 20 cubits long of blue, purple and scarlet yarn and finely twisted linen. The work of an embroiderer with four posts and four bases. All the other posts are the, around the courtyard are to have silver bands and hooks and bronze bases. The courtyard shall be 100 cubits long and 50 cubits wide, with curtains of finely twisted linen, five cubits high, and with bronze bases. All the other articles used in the service of the tabernacle, whatever their function, including all the tent pegs for it and those for the courtyard, are to be of bronze. Command the Israelites to bring you clear oil of pressed olives for the light so that the lamps may be kept burning. In the tent of meeting, outside the curtain that shields the Ark of the Covenant Law, Aaron and his sons are to keep the lamps burning before the Lord from evening till morning. 
This is to be a lasting ordinance among the Israelites for generations to come. Exodus chapter 28. Have Aaron your brother brought to you from among the Israelites, along with his sons Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar and Ithamar, so they may serve me as priests. Make sacred garments for your brother Aaron to give him dignity and honour. Tell all the skilled workers to whom I have given wisdom in such matters that they are to make garments for Aaron for his consecration so he may serve me as priest. These are the garments they are to make, a breastpiece, an ephod, a robe, a woven tunic, a turban and a sash. They are to make these sacred garments for your brother Aaron and his sons so that they may serve me as priests. Have them use gold and blue, purple and scarlet yarn and fine linen. Make the ephod of gold and of blue, purple and scarlet yarn and of finely twisted linen the work of skilled hands. It is to have two shoulder pieces attached to two of its corners so it can be fastened. Its skillfully woven waistband is to be like it, of one piece with the ephod and made with gold and with blue, purple and scarlet yarn and with finely twisted linen. Take two onyx stones and engrave on them the names of the sons of Israel. In the order of their birth, six names on one stone and the remaining six on the other. Engrave the names of the sons of Israel on the two stones the way a gem cutter engraves a seal. Then mount the stones in gold filigree settings and fasten them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as memorial stones for the sons of Israel. Aaron is to bear the names on his shoulders as a memorial before the Lord. Make gold filigree settings and two braided chains of pure gold like a rope and attach the chains to the settings. Fashion a breastpiece for making decisions, the work of skilled hands. Make it like the ephod of gold and of blue, purple and scarlet yarn and of finely twisted linen. It is to be square, a span long and a span wide and folded double. Then mount four rows of the precious stones on it. The first row shall be carnelian, chrysolite and beryl. The second row shall be turquoise, lapis lazuli and emerald. The third row shall be jacinth, agate and amethyst. The fourth row shall be topaz, onyx and jasper. Mount them in gold filigree settings. There are to be 12 stones, one for each of the names of the sons of Israel, each engraved like a seal with the name of one of the 12 tribes. For the breastplates, make braided chains of pure gold like a rope. Make two gold rings for it and fasten them to two corners of the breastpiece. Fasten two gold chains to the rings at the corners of the breastpiece and the other ends of the chains to the, other, the two settings, attaching them to the shoulder pieces of the ephod at the front. Make two gold rings and attach them to the other two corners of the breastpiece on the inside edge next to ephod. And make two more gold rings and attach them to the bottom of the shoulder pieces on the front of the ephod, close to the seam just above the waistband of the ephod. The rings of the breastpiece are to be tied to the rings of the ephod with blue cord connecting it to the waistband so that the breastpiece will not swing out from the ephod. Whenever Aaron enters the holy place, he will bear the names of the sons of Israel over his heart on the breastpiece of decision as a continuing memorial before the Lord. 
also put the Urim and the Thummim in the breastpiece, so they may be over Aaron's heart whenever he enters the presence of the Lord. Thus Aaron will always bear the means of making decisions for the Israelites over his heart before the Lord. And make the robe of the ephod entirely of blue cloth, with an opening for the head in its centre. There shall be a woven edge like a collar around this opening, so that it will not tear. Make pomegranates of blue, purple and scarlet yarn around the hem of the robe, with gold bells between them. The gold bells and the pomegranates are to, be alt are to alternate around the hem of the robe. Aaron must wear it when he ministers. The sound of the bells will be heard when he enters the holy place before the Lord and when he comes out so that he will not die. Make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it on, as on one as on a seal, holy to the Lord. And fasten a blue cord to it to attach it to the turban that is to be on the front of the turban. It will be on Aaron's forehead and he will bear the guilt involved in the sacred gift the Israelites consecrate. Whatever their gifts may be, it will be on Aaron's forehead continually so that they will be acceptable to the Lord. Weave the tunic of fine linen and make the turban of fine linen. The sash is to be the work of an embroiderer. Make tunics, sashes and caps for Aaron's sons to give them dignity and honour. After you put these clothes on your brother Aaron and his sons, anoint and ordain them. Consecrate them so they may serve me as priests. Make linen garments, undergarments as a covering for the body, reaching from the waist to the thigh. Aaron and his sons must wear them whenever they enter the tent of meeting or approach the altar to minister in the holy place so that they will not incur guilt and die. This is to be a lasting ordinance for Aaron and his descendants. And there we are. Now, Matthew 21, and it is verses 23 to 46. Here we go. Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked, and who gave you this authority? And Jesus replied, I will, ask, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed it among themselves and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, then why don't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. And then he said, neither will I tell you by what authority am I doing these things. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. And he answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what the father wanted? The first they answered. And Jesus said to them, truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a wall around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. 
Then he rented the vineyard to some farmers and moved to another place. When the harvest time approached, he sent his servants to the tenants to collect his fruit. The tenants seized the servants. They beat one, killed another and stoned a third. Then he sent other servants to them, more than the first time, and the tenants treated them the same way. Last of all, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they took him and threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? He will bring those wretches to a wretched end, they replied, and he will rent the vineyard to other tenants. He will give him his share of the crop at harvest time. And Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures? The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you that the kingdom of heaven, or the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruit. Anyone who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces. Anyone on whom it falls will be crushed. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard Jesus's parables, they knew he was talking about them. They looked for a way to arrest him, but they were afraid of the crowd because the people held, held that he was a prophet. There we are. Well, there's been a huge list of things there to do. Sometimes it's quite hard to read there because there's not that many commas. So trying to know when to take a breath and a pause um, can be interesting to say the least. Um, hopefully that made sense. I hope it's come through in the right way. Now, at the start of the programme, I was saying that there's we have a time of prayer after the word. And one of the things I would like to pray about today, and we don't we never we tend to normally just pray about the word that we've been reading, but it came to me last night, really across the globe, whether you're watching this in Britain or well beyond in other countries around the world. Education is so important, especially for our children. And in my day of going to school, which was only in the 80s and the 90s, um, we didn't really have to worry about what you were being taught in terms of it would be suitable, it would be factual, and it would help you with your life when you left school and got on to other things and lived your life as an adult. But in this day and age, um, it's things are changing dramatically. And we've just been given um, some uh, literature from our education board in Scotland um, that is so appalling, I would not want my children anywhere near it. And it's far from being fact-based, it is really, really dodgy. And the reason I say this um, I mean, this is, you know, this is governments that are all around the world too are, are heading in this direction. There's no doubt about it. Um, but, you know, we as parents want to protect our children from uh, influences that are clearly not not good. And um, especially the, the adult industry being one of them. And what we are now seeing is that, in, especially in Scottish education, and this has been going on for quite some time, it's just now gotten to a stage where it seems almost unbelievable. Um, the material that our children are being exposed to um, is basically adult entertainment, right? It's it's not at all suitable for them. And they're being told to be involved, you know, that this is fine to watch this stuff, regardless of the fact that they're under 18 and it's completely illegal. And it's kind of going on and it's getting worse and worse. Um, and for a lot of parents, I, I, I really hope and pray at this time that when they're homeschooling their children because of the coronavirus, they will see what they're supposed to be te you know, teaching their children. The, the teachers and the educate, you know, the schools send them out details of what they should be teaching them. And if at all it comes to sex and relationships, anything on that, I think, I, I hope that, that we need to pray that parents will see this and think, 
my goodness me, is this what our teachers and our, our schools are wanting to give to our children? Because it is truly appalling. This is not about trying to have good relationships in life and finding the right life partner or, you know, for a Christian, it would be someone you'd be married to for the whole of your life. Um, this is just about the physical experience. And it seems like they are driven by that. And they want our children to know about these things and to be involved in these things. And the thing is absolutely fine from a very, very young age. And it is truly tragic that we are having to deal with this now. And I'm appalled. I mean, before you could take your children out of those kind of classes, education classes, because you felt you would want to give that to your children yourself. Um, and to be able to teach them, in a, you know, in a way that, in a manner that you see fit. Um, but now it's very difficult to. In fact, they'll be almost calling social services if you even dare to say that I don't want my children involved in any of this. Um, so we really need to pray because there's a lot of Christian families out there who are going to find themselves in real trouble with the state because of the education system and what they are pushing on our children. So I hope that's been a, a I know, a bit of a long story. But if we can pray about our children and about the education as well as what we've been doing today in the Word, I would really appreciate it. And I think it's really important that as a church we come together and we pray for these um, very much everyday issues now um, because it's it's so important. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for this time to pray and for this opportunity to be able to see our children grow in you. And Lord, we pray for the schools and the education system and for those who are wanting our children to go in very, very ropey and dodgy dodgy um, directions. Lord, we ask that they would change their heart, that they, you would speak to them clearly and give them an awakening. And we pray for the children just now in primaries and in high schools, Lord, as they go back to school, that you will help them to know what is right and what is wrong, that you would keep them away from things that would clearly hurt them and damage them. And Lord, for the word today, we just pray we can take that out into all nations and that people will be transformed by your incredible and inspired word, you, Lord Jesus, the Alpha and the Omega. We thank you and we give you all the praise. In your mighty name of Jesus, amen. Now, if you want to know more about it, um, you can uh, about what we've been talking about, please feel free to leave a comment in the, in the comments area on YouTube or send me an email, info at hughattrick.com. I would be more than happy to basically go into it. I think eventually we'll probably do live streams with other ministers and people who are obviously more involved in this situation and really to see what can happen and how we can defeat this because clearly um, it is really, really ropey. Um, but thank you very, very much for joining with me. Before we go, we'll do the sinner's prayer and, uh, and then I'll, we will crack on for the next one tomorrow. Dear Lord Jesus, we know that we are sinners and we have done many things wrong. And Lord, we ask that you would forgive us our sin and we repent of our sin completely, Lord. And we forgive anyone else, Lord, who has sinned against us. We hold nothing against anyone. And Lord Jesus, we ask that you would come into our lives and into our hearts and be our Lord and Saviour. We put our trust into you and you alone. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much for joining with me. Sorry, it's been a little bit more of a a rant but I thought the prayer time there really had to we have to give it a bit of direction um, and I appreciate you joining with me and getting involved in the prayers and remember to check out the website to give a like to our Facebook page and we'll be back again tomorrow it will be day 33 so we're already one twelfth of the way through the whole program and then next year what we're going to do with that we'll try another version or something um, something else that's 
um, that we can read every day. But I'm sure it will be exciting. So have a great day. May God bless you. Bye just now.